Kelsey and this is KaleidoCast. Let's go. Today on the podcast, we welcome Emily from Bravery Co. She is an amazing cancer warrior and a uh, small business owner. So we cannot wait to chat to her. I'm absolutely honored to have you on today, Emily. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to be here. Oh my gosh, when my email uh, dinged and it was you saying that you'd like to be on it, I was so (laughs) excited. I was painting my fence and I'm like, hey, Kurt, that's my husband. I'm like, guess who said yes to coming on? So I was. Oh, it always seems so bizarre when people (laughs) want to interview me. I'm like, what on earth am I going to talk about? But. Yeah, it's always nice to have a chat with other people as well. Oh, well, I know we were talking uh, earlier in the week and when I rang you on the phone, you're like, oh, it's so nice to talk to someone on the phone. I thought, yeah, Yeah. we don't do that, do we? (laughs) I I think double so because I'm in Melbourne and I'm in lockdown. I'm like, oh, oh, a person, human contact. (laughs) I know. I was going, that was firstly what I was going to say to you was we are all thinking of you there. How is it? How's your day looking? Are you coping okay? Yeah, I think that everyone's, um, it's weird because I feel like everyone's moved the whole of Melbourne and all my friends, we all kind of went through the same shifts and up and downs and stuff. And I think now knowing that the numbers are quite low and hopefully it's only another couple of weeks and also the fact that it started to warm up a little bit in Melbourne, I think everyone's perked up a bit, but a couple of weeks prior, we were all a bit we're all a bit down and mm-hmm. a little bit sad, and a little <laughs> yes. bit over the fact that we couldn't see each other and hang out and stuff. But yeah, yes, yes. we're getting Go- there. Going through the motions. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It has to be done. Got yes. to get rid of this virus. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so, oh, I've just gone a bit echoey. Can you still hear me okay? I can still hear you. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, can you tell us um, about Bravery Co and what you provide to your loyal audience? Yeah, sure. Um, So I am an online headscarf and now headwear company, um, specifically tailored to cancer warriors, but anyone can wear our scarves or hats. Um, I started this uh, when I got frustrated uh, that I couldn't find any cool cancer headwear out there when I lost my hair to cancer. Um, And so who, uh, yeah, a couple of years later started Bravery and now we collaborate with amazing artists and illustrators um, from around the world to make our designer scarves, which are my pride and joy and um, why, why I get up in the morning because it's an excellent mixture of art and design and then also helping people as well. Um, and then we donate 10% of profits to Cats Research to hopefully end this stupid disease and shut my business down would be really nice <laughs> or just turn it into a normal scarf, scarf oh, business. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. That is, it's a phenomenal story. Uh, so mm. I wanted to speak to you about the name, obviously Bravery Co is an obvious choice, but was there anything else mm. in the running? Did you consult anyone in oh, the naming process? This it took me ages to land on a name because it sounds obvious now that I've landed on it, but before I was, well, actually, to tell you the truth, when I was starting up Bravery, I first thought it was going to be like a care package kind of um, company. Um, I thought that I would be starting up package, uh, care packages for cancer warriors, but also anyone else that was having a bit of a shit day. Um, so I was looking for a, a name that was kind of more in like the 
the boxes or, um, you know, sending some love and all these names. But I kind of just came up with all these wishy-washy kind of lame names. And then I was chatting to one of my friends and it was, I have to credit her for kind of leading me on the, the path to get to bravery because she was chatting. She's like, yeah, you just need something brave, don't you? A bit ballsy or something like that. And I was like, that's what I need. Brave. Brave is the perfect word. So it was originally bravery boxes when I thought that I was going to be um, creating these beautiful boxes. And then um, I switched over and went to headscarves. So yeah. Perfect. That's perfect. Bravery Co. Yes. Great. So you went for bravery over ballsy? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what? Ballsy and baldy, they, they can, you know, be quite an interesting name. Yes. <laughs> I feel like what only Cats Warriors could laugh at that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. That might have got a bit of a different target market. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah it would have got attention, I'm sure. But, yeah, no, I think finding the name for your company is, like, the hardest thing. Oh, it's tricky. It takes ages. And when you, you find the name, then you're like, yes, that's exactly it. But, gosh, it took me, it took me a bloody long time yes and it is an excellent it's excellent it's an excellent name uh for what you've got so um (laughs) you spoke about before uh, you like to combine your art and then um Mm. helping people and all of that so maybe we'll go back to the beginning and did you um inherit your creative flair from your family or what did your life look like when you were growing up um mum's quite artistic so I suppose I did a little bit from her um, but we grew up, or I grew up with my family, um, in the Dandenong Ranges, which is like, um, kind of the hills of Victoria, um, or, well, a hilly range of Victoria. So we were kind of like bush kids, um, running around with no shoes on and climbing trees and just being a bit feral, which was um, a really fun childhood. Yes. <laughs> um, so I suppose we were always had the freedom to kind of be creative and I was always drawing and um, making things and doing dioramas and weirdly I've only just thought about it had a fascination with hats like had a huge big collection of hats which only like that clicked um, you know a couple of months ago when I was looking at photos of me when I was about nine I'm like gosh I had a lot of hats isn't that weird that now I have a hat company I'm like funny how funny how life works but um, yeah and then I suppose I leaned more into art through yeah high school I started to really get into um into that because I definitely am not a maths or a science person so (laughs) that's that's where I went (laughs) well that's what you needed you didn't need any mathematical or scientific stuff you needed your art so (laughs) yeah well my accountant might disagree with you but yeah (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny uh so was there any is there any like one little moment from your childhood that really sticks in your mind a significant uh memory or adventure with your family that's led me to here or that's that oh, just, just in your life yeah in your any, life in any... general yeah oh gosh that's okay. a big question it's very broad <laughs> it is very broad yes um I suppose uh, I think being outside a whole lot when I was a kid um, Mm -hmm. and I'm the oldest of four kids. So I was um, usually the one deciding what we were going to do and bossing them around and being like, now we're going to play this game and hide and seek and 40, 40 and do this. And (laughs) now we're going to build a cubby house here and you're going to have to dig a hole over there. And yeah, (laughs) I do. I do remember yeah building lots of things and being quite imaginative outside and I think that was yeah that's yeah pretty much sums up and 
we had we also backed onto a big daffodil farm so also picking lots of flowers oh, poor beautiful. mom she ended up with so many flowers <laughs> i don't think we ever had enough vases to oh. fill them but we definitely yeah, yeah surely so, no lady yeah, complains about getting outdoors. flowers surely not <laughs> no yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, that's... I think it was daily and I think it was three or four bunches a day. Oh, golly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, that sounds so beautiful. I love um, a friend once well, told me not long ago that my children are free range and I was like, that's perfect. Like, I think that's what I would be aiming for. <laughs> really? I, yeah, yeah. It's a much nicer way to describe your kids than feral. I think, yeah. feral, we weren't that feral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I would like to... Adopt the free range yes. term as well. You yeah, can we take free that range. mine are absolutely feral, but if I go with free range, it sounds beautiful. <laughs> uh, so Bravery Co. Um, was founded in 2016, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah can correct. you tell us yes. um, how it came about and the kind mm-hmm. of moment where you knew, oh, this is this is going to be the real deal? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I... I've actually had cancer three times, but after my second um, little tango with cancer, I was like, okay, I don't really, I was working advertising. I'm an um, art director in advertising. Um, and I was like, I just don't want, I love advertising. I love the people and it's super fun and it's super creative, but there's not really much heart in it. Like we were making up ads for, you know, office works and big insurance companies. There's mm-hmm. not much love around these brands <laughs> they're just necessity brands yeah um so I really wanted to do something that would be um kind of giving back and um something with uh that would be helping people I suppose um and so I think that's one of the nicest things weird weird sentence the nicest things about having cancer is it makes you slow down and you really get to think about what you want to do with your life and what you don't like about your life and so career was a big thing um, so I started to brainstorm um, ideas uh, about what I want to do. And I've always wanted to have my own business. So like I said, I thought it was going to be bravery boxes. Um, and that kind of sat in my brain for quite a while. Um, and it really, it took about two years um, from finishing cancer and then to launching um, for me to get my shit organized and get myself um, motivated. I mean, all these great plans are being like, yes, I'll work after, after work and all through the weekends. And then the weekend comes, it's the last thing you want to be doing. Um, and it wasn't until I booked a trip overseas uh, that I was like, okay, if I, and I knew I'd be gone for about a year or so, it was going to be a big, big um, backpacking, exploring trip. Um, I was like, if I don't start bravery in whatever format it is, before I go then I know I don't know when I'm going to be back in living in Australia and I feel like it just felt to me that my cancer experience and where I'd be would be too um, kind of like removed so I wanted it to do it while it was still fresh in my brain um, if that makes sense yes so uh, before I left in like the last like two months I was like right Bravery Boxes um, is going to need a lot of capital with all the beautiful products that I decided I wanted in there that were all like Australian made and beautifully packaged and yes. quite expensive. Yes. Uh, so I was like, that's just going to be too hard logistically to kind of be organising while I'm overseas and it's based in Australia. And um, mum was going to be my packaging lady. So I think Go she mom. would have killed me if there was like, you know, 50 different products going into every box or whatever. <laughs> um, so then... Um, I kind of swung and thought, you know what, headscarves were actually 
something that I started rocking during my second stint with cancer. And it was something that so many cancer warriors stopped me along the way and asked me how I styled my scarf and you know, wanted me to help them teach, teach them how to tie them all up. And I was like, there's something in this. Really, the cancer headwear that's out there is really daggy and mm-hmm. aimed at a much older lady and when you're in your 20s and you've lost your hair and the doctors hand you over these brochures that are just bloody depressing because they're you know 70 year olds looking very I mean they're lovely brands and I know that these brands have you know got the best intentions but it's not what you want to see because that's not a reflection of who you feel like you are um so I was like I think yeah, I, I kind of did a bit of a sidestep. I always thought that scarves would be in the box, but I never thought the scarves would be the hero. So anyway, then I decided I would do scarves. And within, yeah, two months, I was like, I changed from Bravery Boxes and redesigned to Bravery Co um, and finished setting up my website, bought three designs and yeah, Bravery was launched. Awesome. So. Oh, like that is so amazing. <laughs> I can't, it just seems uh, just so incredible that, like you said, that to find that motivation to, you've gone through such a tumultuous time and to find that motivation to want to help others, that is incredibly phenomenal. Um, it just shows what a, an amazing yeah. person you are. I think it was also a little bit of, I thought I woke up one morning and I was like, if someone else started up a headscarf company or a headwear company that was exactly my vision, I'd be kicking myself. Yes. And I think it was that point that I was like, that would be the worst thing that could happen right now. So I've got to get my myself sorted yeah. and and make sure that, you know, I, this is this is my idea. And I think coming from um, an advertising background, originality is such like a big part mm. of coming up with ideas and it's got to, you don't want to be copying anyone or you don't want to, um, yeah, look like you're the second person to, to come up with an idea. So I was like, I need to get this done now. Yes. <laughs> so that was a big motivation I, I, as well. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, mm. I think there is so many women out there that are so thankful that you did because, um, you've built wow. such a, an amazing base. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that so many people are just so thrilled to be wearing your, um, your scarves Mm. so it can be a tough gig sometimes small business especially 2020 has thrown us a few spanners in the works (laughs) um so are you flying solo in your business or do you have a little team behind you no I'm solo um I've got I mean I'm solo but then I've got my mum that steps in and helps me um helps me and I've got lots of orders um and my sisters kind of come on to help with a bit of content as well but um the day-to-day grind is just me behind my laptop <laughs> with no makeup on, wearing yes. the same clothes as I have been for the last, like, you know, 10 days. <laughs> That's fine. It's not so glamorous. <laughs> no, it's really not. <laughs> I can definitely agree with you. I'm packing orders yeah. in my pyjamas or, like, sweaty yeah. from the gym or there's yeah. uh, I never look um, retail appropriate. That's for sure. No. You know, I look at some brands when they've got like behind the scenes. I'm like, man, my behind the scenes does not look like that at all. I know. I completely agree. Completely. I normally have like the cat near me or like the children running around with no pants on. It's always, yeah. like I said, free range. It comes back to that. Yeah. 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 Uh, so um, I think you've spoken to us a lot about um what bring what brings you joy for the business is there something Mm. that you can pinpoint the 
just one thing that brings you the most joy in your business and then one away from your business as well? Yeah, um, I think it's definitely like when I get messages and emails from girls that, you know, kind of say exactly what you said that I've been searching. Like I got one this morning that was from a girl from Texas and she's like I've searched everywhere for um, headscarves, uh, you know, because I've lost my hair and there's nothing in America and, you know, finding yours just made me feel like someone got it and that, you know, that I wouldn't look like shit when I've lost my hair and stuff. So that I think those types of messages from girls that were in the exact same position that I was, you know, um, five, six years ago. So it's nice to be helping, helping when I know how shit mm-hmm. it can be um, and making the burden of cancer a little bit yeah, less shitty. Yes. Uh, I'd like to make a special mention. Two of my friends um, have been diagnosed with cancers in the last three years um, and all young, like all under 30. Um, And I know that they um, have leaned on you. They've actually messaged you um, and you've given them advice. So from um, their friend, I thank you so much for giving um, my friends and everyone else's loved ones somewhere to go and somewhere a safe place to um, yeah, to put their troubles out there and oh, get some. Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, that's kind of like we've ordered scarves from you um, and, you know, we look at your blog. Um, there's so much that you've given us as a friend group um, and obviously our Cancer oh. Warrior friends as well. So, um, yeah, we definitely oh, I'm understand. I'm getting a little bit teary now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, it, yeah, it really means a lot to us um, that, yeah, you've you've done that and you're happy to give that advice as well take the time to do that for other people it's it's yeah a really beautiful thing to do so from our friends we thank you so much and I'm sure that's um from many people (laughs) many people around makes all the that makes all the lonely and hard kind of long days so so worth it yes that Yeah, yeah yeah that I can yeah that's um yeah, it's a really beautiful thing that you're doing. So speaking no. of um, the big C word, and instead it's not COVID this time, mm. um, speaking mm. of your tumultuous journey with cancer, can you give us maybe three words to describe it? Oh, um, oh. I know there's I so this many questions as well. This is like <laughs> oh, when you? I interview cancer warriors, oh. I'm like, sum up cancer in three words and I'm like oh now I know what what the hell they feel when I ask them those questions I know it must be incredibly difficult but we could talk for a very long time about it I'm sure um yeah I suppose terrifying yes um I suppose in a way I don't know if humbling is the right word, but God, it just strips everything in your life back to just like, you know, what the bare necessities you need. You, mm-hmm. you, it just cuts through all the noise of all the everyday stuff and just makes you realize what, what is important and what's not. So I don't know if humble is the right word, but it really it yes. does bring you back down to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose in a way haunting because it's always with you. It doesn't, and I think any cancer warrior will understand this is that even when you're, you know, the doctor's like, oh, you you know, you're in remission. Yeah, you've made it. It's always in the back of your yes. head. And it's just, yes. it it's, is um, that naggy little ghost that doesn't want to go away. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's interesting that you have said that because that was actually something I was going to touch on was um, how, oh, 
yeah, I'll come back to the other things seeing you've mentioned that. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, do you have a way that you keep those anxieties at bay? Because I do know through um, friends and family who have been touched by cancer that it doesn't just go away and people think, oh, yeah, you're in remission, great job, you're done. Yeah. But in yeah. fact, it's there forever. And like you said, it, it is in the back of your mind. Do you have any, yeah. you know, pieces that it's especially and for especially you? especially that part after directly after you finish treatment and it's hard because so many of your friends and your support crew are like oh well done we'll yes. leave you to it now like yes. you know you're you should be on top of the the world and it's not like that at all because then you have to kind of place to get put together your life again and um that's when you are able to process pretty much all the, the shit that you've been through and you're like wow that was heavy because I think when you're going through it treatment you're just like putting one foot in front of the other and it's you know you're just on a treadmill basically and then you fall off the other side and you're left in a heap and then everyone steps away and your doctors step away and everyone just leaves you to it and you're like (laughs) yeah and that can be the worst part so that's yeah that's that's hard um in terms of anxiety I think god it is so many girls ask me this question I'm like mate I if I knew the answer then I would help because there's days where I don't even think about it and then there's days especially in the lead up to a scan which actually mm. I'm having one tomorrow oh. it just it's it's just shit and it's just you'll be one moment in tears and one moment like you know like no I've got this my body's fine but then yeah. you know it, you've completely lost that trust in your body because most of the time through most of the stories I've heard a lot of the girls don't even like there's not clear signs or you know they might find a lump but they were feeling fine so it's hard to know what your body's kind of telling you and so you're continually in the back of your brain going well I don't know is that niggle on my left you know ankle mean that the cancer's back and it's growing my ankle or something you turn into a bit of a psycho person um but uh yeah I think I've really got into um meditation yoga um I try and step away from the computer when I know that I'm getting my head like that and I try and step away from social media, which is hard when I run Bravery Co, but <laughs> there's some days where you just like, you've just got to let it do its thing for a couple of days and not look at everyone else's stories because they can be triggering too. Um, CBD oil is my friend. Ah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, which um, is something that I really got into in uh, the, the last, my third time with cancer um and I suppose getting outside and walking and just kind of that's a really good way for me to calm down and when you can catching up with friends and staying distracted and pretending like you know not pretending but just trying to do the normal things that you normally do so that for that you know just even an hour you just don't think about it for a little bit and yeah yeah it's tough though it's a tough gig and I reckon that's this is the hardest part is to try and get over it and just, which you never will. Yeah. Not a hundred percent, but yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I, I can't even imagine how difficult that must be to yeah, to have that in the back of your mind. But um, I notice on your socials, you're always so quirky and such a funny sense of humor. And I feel like that goes <laughs> a long, a long way to um, helping you with those things. Cause you just seem to, take it in your stride and um you're just yeah so entertaining I love reading what you know what you've got to say so I feel like that is probably a big thing for you to help you in those circumstances 
Yeah, 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 you're right, right. And actually it does help whenever I'm going through something that I know that other girls would have been through, like writing does help. Swearing a whole lot helps as well. <laughs> Admitting that this is fucking shit and, you know, not trying to be super positive all the time, having a bit of a rant, having a bit of a cry. Mm-hmm. All these things you put into your little toolbox of how the fuck am I going to get through this, you know, daunting black piece of anxiety. And, you know, it does it does, you just got to know that it does, you'll have a week where it'll be shit and then you'll pop out the other side and be like, no, no, I've got this. It's yeah. okay. It's not so yeah. bad, but it's, yeah. yeah it's I guess acceptance, acceptance of that, hey, you can feel shitty and that is completely fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yep. And that there are other people to lean on as well. And yes. then I suppose, yeah, having bravery is, is so lovely because even for me to lean on everyone as well, like mm-hmm. when I'm going through, a bit of a tough time like it's it's nice knowing that there's so many other girls out there that totally get it and that are there for me just as much as I'm there for them yeah more than yeah more than just a business it's um that's yeah really, yeah a community I think you've built an amazing community through it uh you spoke about um that bravery was going to be bravery box which actually led mm-hmm. me into what I was going to talk to you about was um uh, when with our friends going through it, we, as a group, we tried to think of a pack for them, like a chemo pack mm. or something like that. So I thought I would ask you what, during that time when you're in chemo land, what are your things that you cannot live without? What things are the necessities yeah. that you need? Yeah, specifically chemo land. Um, I suppose having a nice pack to take to chemo like with some nice magazines um maybe some nail polishes or something to do at chemo nail polish is also very good because a lot of the chemos will completely wreck your nails so it's nice to um just cover them over with a bit of color um also uh i i had a big shift in my diet where i started to cut out a whole lot of sugar So I started to learn the brands that made good chocolates and, you know, kind of without all the, the, um, the sweeteners and the artificial crap and basically not Cadbury. Um, So that was, that was kind of a big learning curve for me. Um, And then also I did a big shift in all my skincare as well. And I tried to use things that were, um, didn't have, you know, the millions of toxins and stuff and kind of were made from more, um, uh, yeah gentler um ingredients Mm -hmm. so that was um that was something that yeah you get so many gifts and so and so much chocolate and so many flowers and it's hard to it's hard because you're going on this journey at such a fast pace that no one else is on it with you and you kind of can't be like well I'm not going to eat that but yeah Yeah. those those types of things um teas face mists I found were really good as well um because there's days where you just, especially if you're stuck in hospital, you can't be fucked getting out and everything stinks and maybe you haven't had a shower and just having a nice a smell that you like to just spray just kind of freshens you up a bit. I found that was really nice. Um, yeah, I think I think that's some good tips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's really I good. I've got blogs on this and I bet I'll go back to the blog and be like, oh, I forgot to tell them all these oh, good dear. ones. <laughs> well, I'll, don't worry. I will link to your blog. So that's okay. Be so mu- I know there's so much in your blogs that we obviously won't get to today. So 
Um, I'll definitely link to that. So that's perfect. Uh, We spoke about um, how you need to lean on other people as other people lean Mm -hmm. on you. But can you tell me about your A-grade team who is behind you, who you had through this Mm. journey? Yeah. Um, So I have an amazing group of girlfriends um, that definitely picked up and definitely got me through the second um, stint with cancer. Uh, they were they were amazing and they created chemo rosters where I'd have a different friend come and pick me up and take me and it kind of turned into a bit of a social occasion which was really nice um, I've got like I said my family um, who would every time after chemo I would go and stay with them for the week afterwards um, and my gorgeous mum who would basically do everything for me my dog that would be by my side and my brothers and sisters that would always be popping in and out and keeping me entertained um yeah and now um and that was second sin and I suppose now I've got my fiance as well through the third one who I definitely wouldn't have made it through because we got I got diagnosed third time in London this time last year in London and he basically took care of everything and packed up our whole house and got me on a plane the next week um, and held my hand through all the shitty um, appointments and luckily no chemo this time, but lots of operations and lots of radiotherapy. Um, so, yeah, he's, he, he is definitely the hero of, of cancer number three. Yeah. <laughs> if, oh. that's, if that's a, <laughs> a title someone would yes. want. <laughs> yes, we um, for one of our friends, uh, we named her Chuma. So uh, we referred to him as Travis. <laughs> so <laughs> you, need the, you need these good little names. Yeah, yes, yeah, I think you do. Travis, yeah, I yes. love it. Yeah, and we'd be like, we'd just be like, oh, fuck you, Travis, or go away, Travis. Or... <laughs> so, no offence to any of the Travises no, out sorry, there listening. Sorry, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I know. It's, uh, yeah, I think you kind of have to, like we said before, have a little uh, bit of a humour about it. You hey? have to take the piss a little bit as well. Yes. You have to have a laugh. Like once you've had all the tears, well, what else have you got? Yeah, that's right. Find the funny side. That's right. Uh, So um, we mentioned your friends and what uh, they um, provided for you. But as would you have any advice for people if their loved ones have been touched by cancer or are going through an experience like that? Um, Because, like you said, it is hard to know what to do, and flowers and chocolates and that kind of thing aren't useful in this situation. what what would you recommend? What is it um, that is the most beneficial? Yeah, um, I suppose. I mean, flowers and chocolates are lovely. It's just that you get a lot of them, and especially yes. um, when you first get diagnosed. I mean, I looked like I lived in a florist. It was beautiful, but then also the flowers die, or also yes. you, you don't have enough vases. So yes. um, it is nice to kind of spread out the love and and kind of think of other things. Um, but I suppose there's there's practical things that you can do, like bringing over something that they can put in their freezer or, you know, kind of a slice or cake or biscuits that will stay for a while. Because also these, you have so many people drop over and I just felt like, oh, my God, I've got nothing to, like, offer or feed them and stuff. So to have those types ah. of things that you can pull out of the cupboard um, is, is handy. Um, and then also, yeah, it's good just to have those easy-to-eat snacks when you – have, when you just don't feel like a big meal and you've lost your appetite and you've lost your energy 
um, offering to drive people places um, and to, you know, even just like come over and clean the house and do those shitty things. That's such like a help. And I think it's, you've got to, if you're in that inner circle of friends, you've got to do it more so as like, I'm coming over to do this. Don't say, let me know what I can do. Just, yes. just be forceful and be like, I've baked you this and you're going to put it in your freezer or, yes. you know, I'm at the shopping center. What do you need me to pick up? Like, you know, yes. kind of force it upon them a bit more because it's hard accepting help and it's hard like when you've been so independent, especially if you're a younger person, like we're not used to like being slowed down and not being able to do stuff for ourselves. So you do, you do as the warrior, you need to get, you need to kind of accept the help and yes. be able to ask for help because I also learned that if you ask for help, people feel useful and that's all they want to do in these situations. And it's kind of, it's kind of a good way to make them feel like they're helping you is just to be like, I need this. Can you do this? And then they'll be like, yes, of course yes. I'll do that. So, oh, so um, much. that's good. And I think just, just not just admitting that it's shit as well yes. and being like, this is fucked mm-hmm. and you don't need to think of something positive to say. You don't need to kind of try and find the silver lining straight away. You need to give them that, you know, weeks or months or so where it's just like, yeah, this, this is, this is shitty and, yeah. you know, I'm, we're going to do this together. Yeah. You just don't, don't be super positive because that's, that's hard to handle when oh, yes. you're not ready to be positive. <laughs> I, yeah, I actually did read that on your blog um, and it stuck with me. Uh, one of your cancer warriors said um, to try and avoid that um, positive, uh, like toxic positivity. And I thought, yes, yeah. that that is a really good little, uh, you know, two words that um, yeah. to remember because it is, it is hard and you can't be positive all the time. It's not... Yeah. me that's not yeah. you know that's not healthy you just need to admit it is shitty <laughs> so yeah. yeah I think and that is a good when thing they're ready yeah you'll know exactly. when they're ready to hear the positives and to be like right well we've had our cry let's yeah. we're going to problem solve how are we going to get through this and yeah. there will be that moment where you're like you know what are we going to do let's yes. you know try and make this as fun as possible and that's when you know you create the rosters and you try yes. and you know make things as fun as they can but I think yeah. for the first part you just need to be like shit yeah yeah Yeah. for each friend uh we did a roster and we sent a gift part like a little gift from each of us and they got one every week um so so yeah so we did food vouchers and affirmation cards and pajamas and skincare like you've mentioned and of course each of them got a couple of bravery coast scarves (laughs) each so oh yeah we should definitely put that on the list Um, of things to get them please buy a scarf I was waiting for you to say that. Um, but, yeah, we, um, yeah, we, I, I feel like from what you've said, we did an okay job at um, I think yeah, getting, did a getting job. them through. Um, but it's, you know, we had a lot of advice and things like from people like you that, you know, give that information. So once again, thank you. Uh, so we put out on our socials, if anyone would like to ask you anything, and it kind of um, rolls on from what we were just speaking about um, with cancer. It significantly obviously affects the patient, but it also affects the family and friends around them. And mm. they feel like they need to bottle up their emotions. Mm. Um, would you have any advice or, um, resources to how your family coped um and you know how to look That's after a really good yeah how to question. look after 
their own well-being because sometimes it can like you said waiting for a scan um as your fiance it's probably extremely nerve-wracking for him and your mom and I know we've gone through that in my family as well so um it is hard to cope and I thought you may have some some advice or resources that I've never been asked that question and that's a really (laughs) handy one and I should probably ask my people and be like how did did you guys go and how are you all feeling I think it's just it's also um it's also being super open and communicating and there's like you know and and there's nothing wrong with you as the supporter being like you know I know that it's, it's going to be fine but I am a bit nervous as well like it's kind of good to admit that you're worried and you're, um, you know, you are aware of, of the um, kind of the weight of what is going on. Um, yep. And I don't think that, I think that's, that's a totally fine thing to admit to the, to the warrior and to, you know, yes, be open okay. with, because you, then you can be like, yeah, we're both on the same page. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, and cause it is, I, it is a lot for everyone else to be holding as well and to um, try and like, you know, stay stay that rock and be that you know calm person because it's it's really tough but I think that yeah it's it's reaching out to other people and it's also building your tool set of ways to get through through this I mean the supporters need a support crew as well or they need like you need to kind of look to yourself about how like it took me a while to realize that being out and going for walks was really one of the only things that would calm me down when I was in a really a you know ball of anxiety it's I was like okay that that was one of the things that calmed me down but as as a support person you need to figure out what that is for you as well yeah CBD oil I'll put that in again yeah I I just recently um, started Um, taking CBD oil actually so (laughs) um I'm just yeah to see yeah how it it goes so it's interesting to um listen to you being an advocate yeah yeah, it's really well. It's huge when we were living in London. It's um, mm. it's you can buy it at health food shops there, yeah. and it's quite widely, easily accessible. Um, but it's just starting to um come into Australia. So mm. yeah, it's very interesting. It something to keep an eye on. <laughs> yeah. See. Well, I um, yeah, I thank you for just saying that. Uh, it is okay for the supporters to, you know, to need support as well because it's nice to hear that. Mm. Um. Because, yeah, it can be a tough time for them as well. So I think we definitely need to let people know that it's okay. They don't have to bottle it up either. And if they need to talk to someone or if they, like you said, need to go for a walk or look inside themselves for what they need, that is okay too. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the person that you should be leaning on heavily is the warrior. (laughs) That would be my only piece of advice. Definitely not. But I think you you need to, yeah, but you need to realise that it's, Cancer doesn't just clear up overnight. If you're one of the inner circle support mm. crews for your um, cancer warrior, it goes on like, you know, treatment goes on for at least six months mm-hmm. and then the aftermath goes on for, well, forever, but, you yes. know, for at least a good six to 12 months afterwards where, you know, you're kind of putting things back together and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's not, you do need, you do need to figure out, that you need time alone, like you need to step out away from, you know, do things just for you and um, and do have that support person or support people or, um, you know, see a psychologist or a counsellor as well because yes. I think that it's you shouldn't, you're going through a whole lot as well. Like yeah. you, you need to 
be totally aware and um, be acknowledge that it's it's heavy for you um, and you you need help too. Yeah. 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 Perfect. So we'll go back to Bravery Co business stuff. Uh, so you spoke about mm-hmm. you your first three designs, but obviously you have so many now. Absolutely beautiful designs. Yeah. Um, where does your inspo come from or I know you collaborate with artists so can you take us through all Mm. the designs and where they come from yeah sure um so I suppose when I first started wearing headscarves um I jumped onto YouTube and the way that I styled them is very much um influenced by first kind of old Hollywood styles in like the 1930s and 1940s like rocking those kind of twist turbans and stuff but also um, beautiful African ladies. Like I sat on YouTube and just watched so many um, of these amazing women from Africa, but also women um, from uh, usually UK and America as well um, that were of African descent. And they just like could turn these pieces of fabric into the most amazing headpieces. Um, so that's that's firstly where I got my inspiration to style them. And I think a lot of the inspiration and the, the colours and the brightness and the boldness, um, I mean, I've always, I think Australian design is quite bright and bold. Um, you know, Mr. Zimmy, Gorman, all of those kind of brands. I was like, I kind of want those prints, but on a headscarf. Yes. <laughs> um, so those, you know, I love. And I think also when you're going through, um, you know, shitty cancer, you kind of want a bit of colour and oomph um, on, on your good days at least. So um, that was really important to me. Um, and then, and yeah, it was when I started and when I, um, when I decided I was going to create my, first, my own bespoke range of, of scarves, um, I reached out to a lot of the artists and agencies that I dealt with when I was in advertising and I felt kind of cheeky doing so. I was like, hello, I have this <laughs> tiny business. It's just me and I make, you know, headscarves and cancer warriors. Would you be interested in doing a collaboration? And I had to pinch myself when someone wrote back and they were like, oh, yeah, we'd love to be on board. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like when Becky Orpen wrote back, I was just like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> so, amazing. yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been such a crazy wild adventure to have some, this business that does allow me to reach out to, you know, my design idols in some ways and, you know, give me a reason to, to ask them if they'd like to do a project together. Yes. So, um yeah yeah Yeah, so with um ramble answer the question (laughs) um you yeah we were speaking about the collaborations between artists do you design any yourself or they're all with um artist collaboration at the moment they're all with artist collaboration I did at the start I kind of thought to myself I'm like oh yeah well I'm I'm you know an art director which is kind of you know kind of a graphic designer I suppose as well um and I was like I'll just design all the scars myself so I started designing them but then I kind of got to the point where I was like why am I putting myself like I'm having to do everything and also I'm not a textile designer or a fashion designer I've never designed for you know kind of something to wear on your head so I did I've designed three or four um, but none of that was in our very, very first. That was two years or so ago. So they're all um, out. And then I realised that there's people out there that do a much better job at designing than I do. <laughs> and that's when I started to realise that delegating is probably a really great thing. <laughs> yes, that was um, good advice. So I would love to um, design some more, but I think I need to, um, once I 
once I delegate some more jobs and um, maybe take hire a person or two, then yeah, maybe I, I will design. But at the moment, it's just collaborations. Yeah, cool. Um, and so a few of your, well, many of your artists are international artists and I understand mm-hmm. um, you really enjoy travel as well. Have you, obviously it's, you said you were in London. Um, is there any travel moments that you could share with us that have been your best so far? Um, that have got to do with bravery or that? Um, oh, just in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when I, um, when I, the, the trip that I was talking about earlier, the one um, that I was leaving Australia and I wasn't sure how long I was going for, that was to go on a program called Remote Gear, which um, is a travel program for people that can do their job remotely, that can essentially do your work via your laptop no matter where you are. So um, I joined this um, 60 people, 60 digital nomads, um, all about, you know, my age uh, that were that all had jobs from around the world um, that had allowed them to or ran their own businesses or were freelancers. Um, and we spent a month in a different country um, and moved around and, yeah, travelled with these 60 others, which was amazing. That was great. And that's actually I lived when I was um, in a co-working space in Thailand, on the beach in Thailand. Um, but I think that would probably be one of my um, the huge travel memory is sitting there and finally hitting launch on the website and then a couple of hours later getting a, you know, my first order and I was just like, ah! oh, that, what a phenomenal <laughs> program. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really, really fun. So yes. that was, um, I think so many memories from that um, mm-hmm. and especially so many intertwined bravery memories as well of like, yes. you know, trying to figure out everything, probably not the easiest thing to be starting a, starting a business that's kind of essentially based in Melbourne but you know run from wherever I was um but yeah yeah I love that, that was, and so that was a good one yeah cool what's on your bucket list for the future if we can even think about Ooh. travel at the moment because it seems a bit out of reach <laughs> oh okay so travel bucket list yes we were meant to South America has been so high on my travel list yes my bucket list for ages um and we were actually meant to go at the start of this year um, when we were meant to be leaving London to come home and we were going to do four or five months, but obviously cancer ruined those plans. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, and to tell you the truth, I, I think that our, um, our travel bucket list will be kind of getting a little bit more local because I'm seven months pregnant. And so wherever we go might not be trekking around South America with an infant. Uh, <laughs> and it might be going to visit you guys in the Whit Sundays or something. <laughs> Yes, that'd be perfect. Babies love the wet Sundays. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was flights, getting to I that. that at, might be. Yes, I was getting to your little secret at the end. So I'll um, yeah. just keep that up my sleeve for a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now we were think, uh, talking about socials and I really enjoy following your socials. Like I was saying, you're just so honest and you share stories from uh, many other cancer warriors. Um, and at the moment you're doing your month of cancer warrior stories, which I am loving. Uh, the other thing yeah. I think, uh, which is incredible about your brand is all your models are cancer warriors. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they are. That's, yes. That's amazing. So we were talking, um, about the connections that you make uh, through in, uh, through Instagram or Facebook and 
I was saying to you that you're an inspiration for so many, uh, but is there anyone that you look to for inspiration? Oh, within the Cancer Warrior community or oh, anywhere? Just, yeah, anywhere. Anywhere or oh, both. Man. <laughs> man, that's huge. Um, <laughs> in the business world, I am a massive Marie Folio fan. She's probably the one that um, I uh, did her business course um, and, um, and she helped, like it was her course that really helped me get bravery up and going. So if you are interested in starting your own business, then check Marie Folio out. That was uh, my next question. Advice for lady startups. So there you go. (laughs) Yep. Well, here we go. Um, Mia Freeman is also another one. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's, uh, she, she is just so funny and honest and, and beautifully daggy. Um, I love following her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, The collective um, run by Lisa. Oh, what's her last name? Lisa. I'll come back to her last name. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, but she used to she used to run the magazine, um, the collective, and that was that was such a huge um, Lisa Messenger. There we go. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, such a huge um, inspiration to me. I suppose it's loads of ladies that have kind of started these started these these businesses from absolutely nothing and come from such humble humble you know not not particularly um, rich or, you know, come from lots of money and stuff and, you know, fucked things up along the way. I love reading those stories and then just seeing how fabulous they are now. It's, I think that um, kind of, that gives me a lot of um, motivation and the fact that if they can do it and they've filled it, failed a million times, then, you know, then, then anyone can do it that sticks their head to it. Yeah, um, perfect. But in terms of... Um, Gosh, I mean, and in, then in terms of cancer world, there's so many girls doing amazing, um, amazing things. Um, with my last uh, shoot, there's uh, with Chanel um, from Support Your Girls, who's just about to launch a documentary, um, which I'll share once it's launched. She's an absolutely crazy powerhouse woman. Um it feels like all cancer warriors I just don't think cancer hits someone that's you know not an amazing human being to start with it seems Mm -hmm. that cancer just chooses the dead set legends (laughs) I totally Um, I completely agree with you Emily I was just saying that to my mum prior to talking to you I was like I feel like it only hits people who can deal with it and who can make something of it because from what I've read on your blog and looking at my friends um I just think, wow, like the way you deal with this, uh, it must know that it, it hits the strongest people, the people who are yeah, able to get yeah. through it. I completely yeah. agree with you on that one. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's Which is bizarre, crap but... because all the legends, that's not good. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Choose <laughs> someone be, else. <laughs> you, must be, you must be extra legendary. <laughs> Three times legendary, that's yeah. Right. That's, that, that's the way that we'll, yeah, we'll justify that we'll in my head. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, that's really, um, that's really good. That, like I said, I was going to ask you about advice for lady startups. So you said some people to follow um, there. Yeah. Was there any other little pieces, little golden nuggets um, for? Oh, I think just the other startups. It's so overwhelming when you start, and there's so many different things that you need to think about. But I think just starting small, like deciding on your name, 
getting that Instagram handle, you know, buying the domain name, like just doing those tiny little things. Once you actually, once you've done those, even those things, you're like, oh, it feels real. Like I've got the Instagram handle, you know, I, I, that's one step closer, even though, you know, Instagram's free and anyone can do it. But I think just doing something tiny, not thinking about the huge, big, like everything you need to do, then it's, um, it makes it, it makes it kind of more doable um, if yes. you kind of break it down yeah. into the tiny little parts. Yeah, that's perfect. So what does the next few years look like for Bravery Co, do you think? Well, I think I'm going to need to hire someone to help. <laughs> so that'll be really nice to um, yes. have a friend on, you know, um, uh, that it won't just be me talking to myself about scarves all the time. <laughs> um, I'll um, uh, we're obviously um, gearing up for Christmas and so we've got some brand new um, collaborations coming out which will be really exciting. Um, got new products. Uh, we've got these new twist hats but we've got these really fun um, summer range coming out which is really cool. Um, I'm hoping that there is a studio in my, you know, couple of years forecast, a, a beautiful, lovely you know, one of those studios that you see on other people's Instagrams, that would be nice. Yes, and you can wear your jammies in there and that's okay. Yeah, I probably will. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, yeah, I suppose just um, doing lots more, hopefully doing things face-to-face as well. Hopefully um, that was the big plan for this year was to go start visiting lots of hospitals, doing turban tutorials and oh, workshops. Yes. Um and running days where we pamper girls and teach them how to style scarves. But obviously um, COVID thought otherwise of my plan. Um, So hopefully that will be, um, that will be big is some bravery events some face-to-face ones where we get to um, catch up in person and that would be do amazing some, some fun things yes that would yeah. be great because yeah. those the turbans um you spoke about it before I was going to ask you how you learned all them but you answered that for me which is great but like I can't believe how many different <laughs> different ways you style it and then I look at my oh. friends who can do it who have learned from you and I just think wow that's like an incredible skill <laughs> It's amazing what you can do with yeah, them. They look so, so fabulous. Yeah, it is. And it's. I think it's just time spent in front of the mirror figuring out what looks stupid and what looks really great for me because there's some yeah. that are just like you just can't pull off and other people can and then others that, you know, you totally rock and then other people can't. So I think it's just spending time in front of the mirror and yes. being a bit patient and having a bit of a laugh. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, time on social media and YouTube. <laughs> yes, yeah, that yeah, that's really cool. I bet there's so many people who are who go on to yours and just check out all your tutorials. They're amazing. I love them um, so much. Oh, uh, so, you. lastly, before um, I have a little game for us to end our conversation called the Ooh. Kaleido Quickie, but um, you already mentioned <laughs> it. But can you share with us your very, very beautiful and exciting news? Yeah. I am so we had our 32 week scan yesterday which was really exciting um and I am due in December we don't know if we're having a boy or a girl so Mm -hmm. it's a surprise baby yeah um but yeah that was an absolute uh you know standard 2020 shock because (laughs) I'd been told by all my um oncologists and doctors that because especially I had a stem cell transplant, um, Mm -hmm. which is a pretty 
hectic um, regime of chemo that just pretty much knocks your ovaries out um, yeah. and usually sends you into menopause. But um, turns out that my little ovaries were still chugging along. Oh. And yeah, we, um, we have vomit, which is bonkers <laughs> and so excited. So, oh, yeah, so it was quite that, a surprise. It was a huge surprise. Oh, wow. <laughs> we, I'd actually had an op, my very last operation um, for, for the sarcoma that I had um, that I had last year, and it was a nerve repairing um, operation. And I'm, I mean, I've had a lot of operations now. I'm usually pretty good at kind of bouncing back and knowing how long it takes for me to feel better. And I just was not feeling good when I was feeling really nauseous oh. and just and moody and couldn't stop crying and I was like I don't know what's wrong with me oh, this is and my partner was like Emily you need to be kinder to yourself you've just had an operation I'm like but this isn't normal oh. <laughs> and it turns out I was right it wasn't normal <laughs> oh my goodness that is yeah. oh that just gives me goosebumps that's phenomenal um and now what was your Crazy. partner's name I did I forgot to ask you at the start um who are the faces behind bravery there's yourself it's and a your tough partner. one what was it? Yep. Yeah. Pasembi. It's a Pasembi. tough one. He's uh-huh. got such a weird name. <laughs> that's <laughs> okay. Um, uh, parents so that's that are hippies. Your, so. Oh, beautiful. So that's your fiance. And then um, yes. you have a little one on the way. And did I read something yes. about um, alpacas? <laughs> yeah. Where did you read that? So oh, we. I'm, um, I'm very good. I'm very sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we sadly don't have the alpacas anymore. Aww. We, um, my parents uh, used to live on a farm, um, and we had alpacas, mm-hmm. so they were a big part of our, I suppose, teenage life. Mum got into <laughs> alpacas, yeah, so they were always in the paddocks doing their thing. That's amazing. Spitting if you got too yes. close, and <laughs> yeah, giving mum all the love and not being very kind to any of us kids. Yes, <laughs> probably um, traumatized them a bit. Yeah. <laughs> And you said you have a little pup that stays by your side. What's his or her name? Yeah, I do. Cooper. Yeah. He's not so much a pup. I keep on calling him a pup, but he's like, he's 12 or 13 now. So he's turning into a bit of an old man. Uh (laughs) And how do you think he's going to feel about having a brother or sister? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I think... Well, to tell you the truth, in the last six months, I think he started to lose it and go a bit deaf. So who oh. knows what he's thinking anymore? <laughs> he might not. Um, but yeah, I think that nothing really phases him that much anymore. And he's not as protective or, you know, overly alert as he used to be. So I think as long as it's not in his way, then he'll probably be like, oh, it's another person in here. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. Um, so I just wanted to go back to your pregnancy because I like it just gives me goosebumps when you announce that on Instagram. I was just, oh, my goodness. <laughs> no words for that feeling. But can you describe the moment that you guys found out? Oh, to tell you the truth, I don't think it was like it wasn't. It was more I was nervous because I had had the operation recently and I was like oh my god we probably gassed our baby with like all the general anesthetic that I had and so I think we were more we took us a little while to be excited Mm. because we had to go and see quite a few doctors also it happened so um so soon after finishing treatment and I'd been told earlier that year to not start IVF because the plan was to come back 
from living in London, go traveling, last hurrahs, and then do IVF. And then so when I kind of brought that up with my oncologist, he'd said, no, I think you should wait another year or two to get out of the kind of um, the, the danger zone of it coming back. Um, but, um, yeah, my body decided um, against that. So then I had to speak to him as well and be like, you know that thing that you told me not to do? Well, I've gone and done it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I think it took us about like a week and a half afterwards mm. before we were like, oh, my God, okay, this is going to actually happen. Like <sighs> this, there's no reason why we can't have this baby and, yeah, and okay. we're going to be parents. And, oh. yeah, that was that was. Yeah, that oh, was really wow. exciting. And so you just spoke about your medical, uh, the professionals. Um, is there some? Is there more things that need to be monitored along the way for this bubba? Or no, no? strangely, like because I thought that um, I thought you know when I when I first saw my obstetrician. I was like, here's my medical history and kind of gave her this like, you know, four, four book saga kind of thing. Um, and she was like, no, you're in remission. We're just going to treat you like a normal healthy person. So good to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Which I'm like, okay, that's never happened before. Yes. <laughs> it's this whole new world of being in this kind of medical world of all the scans being normal and, yes. um, oh, what, and telling um... me that it's healthy and yeah, it's what quite a, a novel and lovely feeling. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's just you deserve absolutely every happiness and I wish you and your fiancé oh, so um, so much you. love and enjoy the newborn bubble because it's um, coming along very soon, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, it we'll be <laughs> watching along in anticipation. I hope you um, will be able to share a little bit of it with us when the arrival yes, comes. Yes, for sure. <laughs> That would be great. Yes, All I right, will. beautiful. So um, now we will just finish off with our Kaleido Quickie. So what we do, Ooh. I just have a little game box. Um, so I just ask you to choose a number from one to five and that um, associates with my games. So you choose a number and then I'll tell okay. you how we go from there. Let's do two. Number two. All righty. Oh, this is the alphabet game, so I have to play this one with you. So now I'm feeling nervous. <laughs> oh, good. Well, so, I'm glad. Yeah, so what it is is I pick out, I have categories, and I pick a category out, and then we take it in turns in um, uh, saying A, B, C, D, and whoever can't name okay. one, then they lose. <laughs> oh, God. All right, oh, it's God. on. <laughs> okay. Starting my eyes. All right. Okay, I've got places in Australia, so I'm going to be terrible at this. I'm terrible with naming things. Okay. Okay, so you can start. <laughs> places in Australia and go, starting with A. Oh, my God. Why can't I think of somewhere starting with <laughs> Ah! <laughs> Armadale. There we go. Armadale. Uh, Bowen, if that's where we live. Um, Chadston. Oh, my God, I'm just thinking of everything. <laughs> Uh, I've got D now. Um, is it like, a, do you think with a three second rule? One, two, three. So I'll name something quickly. Yeah. Uh, Dickie Beach. Uh, Eildon. What? Where is that? Well, it's Lake Eildon. Does that still count? <laughs> I think the area is called Eel. I'm going to be on Google. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Fraser Island. F. Um, what are we up to? A, B, C, D, E, F, G? Um, yeah. Garfield. 
page. Halliday Bay. Um, I. Oh, that's a good one. Inverloch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I'm going to call it at this one because I think I'm over three seconds. <laughs> um, one, two, three, J. Gin Debine, but I think I, uh, I'm oh, pretty welcome. sure that you're the winner in that one. <laughs> oh my God, that's good because this is, <laughs> we're like, K, I can't think of anything to do with K. I'm going to have to go onto my, um, to my Australian maps and start looking at places, I think. I, to tell you the truth, I have a feeling that maybe you had me because I don't think Ilden, I think maybe it should be Lake Ilden. So let's Uh-oh. call it a tie. Well, call, okay, well, I'll take it as a tie. <laughs> both win (laughs) I'm good with that Uh, all right well that brings us to the end so I cannot thank you um enough uh for coming on and and um yeah giving us your time today you're just you're so strong and resilient and if I could think of any of the inspiring words in the dictionary that is you (laughs) so um yeah speaking to you has been an incredible honor and um yeah I cannot thank you enough so if you could remind everybody where we can find you on your socials and then I thought even just one little um one little sentence of a reminder for awareness that you'd like to share with everybody yeah um so you can find bravery co at um bravery co on instagram uh and www.braveryco.com.au um on the internets uh and i suppose um i suppose slow down and check in with yourself um is what uh, we're trying to be all about this month especially um since it's a big uh cancer awareness month is just to slow down and pay attention to any little niggles or um you know check especially check your boobs um boys and girls um and just make sure that there's nothing odd going on I think COVID's made us a little bit um, a little bit hesitant to go to the GP and get things checked out, but that doesn't stop cancer. So please, um, yeah, if there's anything weird happening in your body, go just go get the peace of mind. Most likely, it'll be nothing, but go get it checked out. Yeah, and nothing yeah. is too small because, like you mentioned earlier, sometimes people can have nothing. Um, it can just be a simple little yep. lump or something like that. So, exactly. um, yeah, that's exactly. really great advice. Lovely. Well, thank you so much again. And I will oh, leave thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's been it's really fun. It's such an honour. My cheeks are hurting from smiling. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. <laughs> <laughs>